Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let the Disability Fool You. Hey, I'm your host, Domo Jones, and this episode is sponsored by Salve, an online store specifically for the disabled community who break the stigma. It's not just a brand, nah, it's a statement. And Our Time Transportation and Companionship Services, which is a small nonprofit organization that provides private services for senior citizens and the disabled community in the IE. Yo, we got a super dope guest. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Eileen, what up, though? <laughs> Hi, how are you? I am great. How are you? Thank you so much for being on. Oh, you're so welcome. Listen, I don't think y'all know, but I'm talking to one of the Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Like, this is a moment here uh, thank you thank you very much you are very welcome all right Eileen let's get right into it let's start from the top tell us about yourself we want to know okay so I'm assuming you want to know about how I got involved in this disability community yes <laughs> ma'am. okay well no one wants to hear it in the year of 2020 but my um, adventure began with a vaccine when I was less than five years old so three months before my fifth birthday, a bad vaccine, and it attacked my spinal cord. For many years, they thought it was polio, but then as medicine advanced and technology advanced, just about eight years ago, they were able to figure out that it wasn't actually the polio vaccine that did it, but one of the other vaccines, because they could see the viral attack on my spine. So I have a shrunken spinal cord from C1 to C4. It's a uh, it's a in, incomplete spinal cord injury and all the fun that goes with that. And uh, then I suppose from all the stress of childhood and all the years of being in hospitals and all the surgeries and all that, um, I suppose that's what caused the cancers that started in my early 30s. So it's been a ride. Um, I've been in and out of wheelchairs all my life. Uh, they didn't think I'd ever walk again when I was a child, but I did. I figured that out and worked hard at it all my life. And I've had surgeries to rebuild my bones and and feet starting at age 14. The surgeries began and went all the way up until 2016 and again in 2017. So, Oh, wow. A, a long haul. And on and off of crutches, in and out of wheelchairs, and... So I got to see all sides of the disability experience from being a kid in a challenge to being a kid in a wheelchair to being a kid dealing with the cruelty of people when you get out of that wheelchair and they can see the way you're walking and uh, um, I've I've dealt with it all and then of course went into this lovely industry where up until very recently it was unacceptable to have anything quote unquote wrong with you, you know? Any perceptible challenge was just not accepted, and I've fought a very hard fight for nearly 30 years now in our industry to make sure I could work in it and everyone else following me could work in it, too. Man, that is, um, first of all, that is crazy um, that you... It came from a vaccine. I know. I hate, I hate to, I hesitate to even bring that up in this year because of this vaccine that's I, coming and everyone's so nervous about it already. But some people's bodies, um, you know, don't, don't, don't accept vaccine very well. And some people's immune systems just go crazy. You know, you introduce a virus or, or, you know, the vaccines used to be the little doses of the live virus from what I understand. So, and you know, these viruses we all know are very deadly. And even if you're putting them in your body by injection or otherwise, it can be uh, quite a hit to the, to the body. And we don't know what our immune system will do, you know? Yeah, that's so true. So, so just from the vaccine is when pretty much things started triggering 
as far as like your health is well yeah exactly 30 days later which is the incubation period for most viruses um or a lot of viruses apparently um 30 days later i was running through a park with my siblings and seemingly everything was fine and um uh all of a sudden we were we were running and doing flips and doing all kinds of stuff and i landed and couldn't feel my legs couldn't couldn't get up and and because i was so young you know, less than five years old. I, you know, I was, I had no idea what was wrong and I kept trying to get up and I couldn't walk. So I ended up dragging myself across this whole park on my elbows to tell my mother and my mom had eight kids, you know, so she, she was looking at broken bones. She didn't see anything. So she's like, Oh, you're fine. And she set me up on a picnic bench with a blanket over me. And, you know, about an hour later, a bee stung my knee. I sat and watched it do it and I didn't feel a thing. Yeah, and by the end of that day, I couldn't even sit up. You know, they took me home and they put me in a warm bathtub and I slid down in the bathtub. You know, I couldn't even sit up in the bathtub. Um, I fell off the toilet when they put me on it and my bladder was distending and my mom was like, oh no, something's really wrong. So they rushed me into the emergency room. So it all began there. And, you know, I do remember, you know how you remember weird things in life? I remember yeah. the day we got those vaccines. I remember that day because all the kids were like, nah, you know, about vaccines. Yeah. And yeah. Right, right. World polio in the same day. And I remember, because I was a tough little kid, and I just remember saying to my mom, the, the one they shot in my arm was still bleeding. It was bleeding. And it kept bleeding on my arm. And I'm like, mine's still bleeding. And it did that for a while, which, you know, in retrospect, you look back and realize the body was trying to reject whatever was in that vaccine. Yes. Yes. So that's how it all began. And they didn't think I'd live. They told my parents she's not going to live because it was moving up my spine and slowly shutting everything down. And so they were surprised I even lived. And then they said I would never walk again. And that took me quite a long time to get out of that wheelchair and walking again. Um, couple of years but and then a lifetime of of battling to keep everything strong in spite of you know because you have a spinal cord injury not not everything works the same the nerves are different I have a lot of the same challenges as anyone who has a spinal cord injury even though I'm what you call a spinal cord injury walker but now I have you know all the lovely pain and the bone pain and the bones hitting from the you know i was in the growing years in a wheelchair so um so i have a lot of challenges but i also feel pretty freaking grateful um right right and my journey i understand is well everyone you know everyone in the disabled community has a completely different story and a completely different journey and a completely different set of challenges we are all different um but coming from the perspective of the entertainment industry those of us who have challenges that people can see and hear um that's where Mm -hmm. where discrimination comes in you know when they know it when they know it you got a problem (laughs) right yeah when you get kept out of work and kept out of you know jobs that you should have gotten and kept out of things like commercials still and uh um, you know, it's been quite a, it's been quite a big battle, but I, every year I see more people like you coming into our industry and speaking up and, um, so many wonderful advocates along the way. We had Nick Novicki come in and start a film challenge. And I remember meeting Tatiana Lee and Andrea Jennings and so many more coming into the industry and just asking them, begging them basically to speak up, to become advocates and Nick was around a long long time before but the younger ones coming in and now we've got this wonderful agent Keely Wells who's who's standing up and speaking up and I'm just thrilled to see all the um, young energy the youthful energy coming in and speaking up in a more I was even listening to the opening of your podcast just now and I was like yes 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 this is the edgy fun cool artistic way we need to present ourselves and our art and what we bring to the world um i definitely agree with you um you know being raised um with a disability i'm i'm 32 so i'm still kind of like at that quote-unquote prime yeah. um 
of my life, but I'm dealing with it with a disability. So it's like the the challenge of how do I still live my prime years with a limitation that that I didn't I didn't put upon myself. Yeah, you didn't pick it. I was <laughs> yeah, I was living with it. So how you gonna yeah. live with it? Yeah. And you know, it's a mindset thing, of course, but it's just like okay, I'm living. Why why be down about it? I'm living yes. that that in itself. Just that in alone. I'm living. So let me take my life and, and make it the best. Like, it's not that bad. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, this this is a very important conversation and the things you brought up. What, what you just said, I remember writing into a blog for Hollywood years ago. It's like, I didn't choose this. It's not like I decided yeah. to do this to myself. I didn't. So all I, the choice that I have is to live with what I have and do the best I can with what I have. Yes. And, and, and isn't everyone in life just trying to do yes. the best they can with what they have? So it's always been fascinating to me that society would be harder on those who have bigger challenges earlier in life, you know, because yes. we're, everybody's yes. life is going to get kicked and hit and hard and often you know, I, I, I just have to say what's on my mind. I, I apologize. And I know I'm a bit edgy and I get, I understand that I've lived a hell of a life and I've fought a lot of battles, but I feel like there yeah. are a lot of people who are so terrible to people with challenges and disabilities. And, and if they're not terrible to them because they fear their disability, they're terrible to them because they, they resent them for living a big life in spite mm-hmm. of it or with Yep. And, and they resent our spirit or our energy. And I, and I just want to scream and say, do you understand that that spirit is the reason we're alive? So perhaps yes. embrace that spirit, learn from it, because you're going to need it one day. You know, one yes. day everyone's life is going to get knocked down. Everyone, whether it's yes. the loss of family, loss of a child, uh, an illness, a, a loss of income, loss of something. Everyone is going to go through it. So I just feel like the more these conversations happen and more people hear like the point of view you just expressed in, in saying, I'm just going to live my life and do the best I can with what I have. Is, that is mm-hmm. the point and the story we need to get out into the world is like, we're all doing the best we can. We do not all get the same cards in life. That's a yeah. myth. So yeah. why would we as a society want to make it harder for the people who are already fighting every single day just to be alive or just to be moving? So true. I definitely agree with you. And the beautiful thing, um, although, you know, this situation as regarding like the pandemic and COVID, although the situation was like detrimental, I feel like it brings everyone to a humbling yeah. state, literally all fighting something. Like now the whole world is on the plane, is on the same <laughs> playing field, whether yeah. you, whether you're a millionaire yeah. or whether it's really funny about it I, okay i'm laughing again i'm being edgy and i apologize but here's the thing i'm laughing i am agreeing with you 100 the reason i'm laughing is because i have multiple times in the last two months said well everyone who's struggling right now you need to understand that this is what people with disabilities deal with every single year of their lives they live with the poverty they have to stay home they can't go the places everyone else is going you know, they don't get to do the things they want to do. And everyone is so upset about it right now. We've got so many drug problems, alcohol problems, suicide, because people can't stand not being able to do what they want to do and not have the money they want to have. Well, welcome to the world of disability. Welcome to the world. Just You are, man, if you didn't say nothing, you said something right. There. It is what we live with every year. And maybe this is why. And I believe in God. And I don't really care that so many people out there don't. I, I don't care. I have to to survive. But maybe this is why God yeah. gave this or the universe or whatever you want to call it in your world. Maybe this lesson was handed out so that more people will understand what struggle feels like. Yes. I agree with you a hundred and a hundred and twenty million percent. 
because this is what we fight with yeah. every day. We have to fight with a limitation every day and yet we still we're, we're still living we're still here we're still fighting and poverty and fear of diseases <laughs> and okay. illness and you know fear of of getting it again or something worse you know that our body might not be able to fight it now the whole world is going am i the one who's going to be able to fight it or not exactly we live with we live with the yes all the yes time. yes and and the other thing is I, I, I always hesitate to say some of the things that I know are fact, but here's another thing I hate to say, but it's a fact. Um, years ago, I interviewed all the top doctors in the world, practically, at least all across America, for this show called Miracle Workers for ABC. And so I got to literally talk to and have good conversations with some of the best doctors out there and among them were this group from children's texas children's hospital and this is where the kids go that are dying you know and um you know they said some things that have never left me and that is that children who spend a lot of time in hospitals are the ones at greatest risk for cancer in their early adulthood. And certainly it happened to me and it's happened to so many. So when a kid deals with a disability in their youth, their whole life, they're yes. having to look out for what's yes. next because their body has been traumatized. They've been exposed to all this stuff, not to mention the stress. So how dare we as a society make life even harder for that kid? How do we do that? Yes, it's so true. And and I and I can attest to that because I was I was diagnosed with a brain tumor exactly. nine years old. Um, and and my first thing was I couldn't even hear. I was deaf. I somebody would touch me, tap me with a pen, poke me, sock me, couldn't feel a thing wow. on my right side. So dealing, dealing with that, dealing with my right side is literally smaller left I wear a size and a half different from my oh, right wow. you know so the, the the things that um the average person that is in skipping around I can't ever ride a bike I can't ever skate exactly. because that's balance yeah. Like, yeah so you know dealing with dealing with that it becomes um, to us, a, like a routine of always something. Negative. Yes, and you know that. Yes, and then every day it's a challenge. Like the things that you're yeah. describing are yeah. unique challenges for you, and it's not everyone else's in the world's problem. It's not. It's yours, and you yeah. have to every single day get up and navigate it. And like in my ch yeah. whole entire life, every day of getting up in the morning was how can I walk today. Will I be yes. in so much pain I can't walk? Will I have to wear a brace? What shoes can I wear? How am I going to get around yes. today? Is it going to be crutches? Is it going to be a walker? Am I going to have to be in a wheelchair today because I can't get across where I need to go? Um, yes. Is there going to yes. be parking close enough for me to get from the car to the door? And this is something that yes. we've had to deal with so much that it's like all we're asking out there in the world as we share our stories is for people to be aware and stop being jealous and thinking we get something you don't get stop being jealous of the attention because right. we kids from hospitals we don't want it we don't want that attention but we want to live our lives and we want to fall in love and have families and and we want to have dreams and we want to follow those dreams and we want to not get you know, we want to not hit a closed door just because somebody out there who's never had a real challenge is afraid of the challenge. And yes. so therefore, I applaud you and everyone out there like you who is sharing their art, their their gift, their their craft, their dream. And also it's it's courageous to share the challenges because we all know you know, there's an enormous amount of the world that's still afraid. And I've, I've faced the ups and downs of sharing my story throughout the years that I've been in this industry. In the first two decades that I was in the industry, if I answered the question of what's wrong with you or are you limping? And I answered it, um, often those doors would be shut to me. 
they would pity yeah. or empathy or something, but then the door would shut. And I'm like, I don't want your pity. I just want to answer your question and tell you to stop picking on me and get out of my way. <laughs> get out yes. of my way. Yes. Let me make yes. a living. Let me earn my health yes. insurance because it's critical for me to stay alive. You know, so I'm not yes. on disability. I'm fighting every single day to make health insurance. And, um, you know, so the reason we share our stories is not so that people feel bad. It's so that you understand that everyone's human and any human being, you know, mm -hmm. who, who were you at eight years old? And then who did you come at nine? Right. You, like, you didn't have a choice. And now you've got to live with mm -hmm. what that meant for you. And God bless you. You're here. You're here on the planet at 32 sharing your story when at nine, I'm sure that your parents and the people around you and even your doctors were going, oh no, are we going to lose her? And here you are. And what a miracle yes. that is. And therefore, I always tell everybody, man, honor that. Honor that. That's that's a warrior right there you know i'm like you you know my web page my facebook page yeah. called everyday warriors and you know i just did an article that went out to 130 countries called bring in the game changers and i keep trying to tell everyone these warriors they are our game changers you know you watch the whole world fall apart yes. right now over not being able to play the way they want to play and not having the same money they used to have <laughs> Well, welcome to our world of wondering how we're going to pay for our medication well, next week. And um, and you want to yeah. know how to survive it? Like I'm looking at all the people that I know who have the biggest challenges in life disability wise. And you know what all of them are doing right now? They're all kind of same spirit. They're laughing. They're they're chuckling. Yeah. Staying away from people a little, little more because they're worried about that virus. But the reality is their spirits are not being crushed by this year because they've been through so much worse. And I, I just sit there and go, you know, if you want to know how to navigate the challenges of life, you need to bring in the game changers. And the game changers are the people who've been through the most, not the people who've been through the least and have had it the easiest. It is the people who've been through the most artist and yes. survived i totally agree with you and and i you you hit something so key when you said that during this pandemic during why everybody is pouting and and depressing sad because they can't spend an extra 30 32 dollars um because they don't have it um and the people like us who cherish the small things of just being able to walk to the bathroom yeah, yeah. the next day. <laughs> we're, we're in such great spirits still. And I and I see that. And and you know, there are some people around me. Um I'm I'm pretty much the only one in my circle that has a disability. Um uh you know what? I won't say that. That has a disability that's seen because yeah, I feel like we, we all, all have, have something, yeah, that, that alters our daily living. I believe we all have something, even yes. if it's you know, some people I believe, um, the ease of their life is their disability, yeah, yeah, they don't, and then they can't handle reality, you know. Like, I've seen that, I've it's seen that throughout my life that the kids that have had it the easiest where everyone has solved all their problems for them. Uh, all it takes is one good heartbreak or one good setback and they're going off to drugs and things that lessen their lessen, even lessen more yes. their strength and their ability to survive. And Very true. somebody I like me was, I don't know about I'm you, but somebody, uh, it would be interesting for me to hear your perspective on this, but someone like me who really fought for my life from the age of, you know, less than five, um, till constantly <laughs> till today. Um, every decision, every piece of food I eat, everything I do is about surviving and being stronger and healthier. And so for me, when I was young, when everyone was, Oh, you know, doing drugs and whatever, I wasn't even about to touch that stuff. I was like, why would I do anything that would make my life harder than it already is? Oh my gosh, that is so true. Like I don't know Me neither. That world None, zero, not even all. pot. No, none of it. I don't know that world except for watching other people do it. Drinking. 
I don't know partying. I don't know going to the club. I don't know. And it's like the 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 it's like I'm looked at as love. Dang, like you're like you're a loser. Like you ain't been through nothing. I'm like no no no. Just walk in, exactly. walk in my shoes for five. I, five I, I always say that too. When someone's giving me a hard time or making my life harder, I used to get mad. Now I just smile and say, just wait, it's coming for you. And you will be calling me saying, how do I get through this? Um, it happens all the time. You know, I watch every person, you know, when I look back on my life, every person who's caused me the most harm throughout life, something hits, something happens. That's huge, huge. And, and then they're like, oh God, and they can't handle it, you know? And I often sit there and think, well, what if you'd just been kinder to the people going through it earlier? You know, what if you had gotten to know people like me or you, then you'd already know survival tools because we do them every day. Exactly. And we would be more open yeah, and empathetic. And I do, I, I reach out and help everyone I can. And and a lot of people come to me when they're facing cancer and when they're facing new disabilities and i'm always willing to help in any way i can to help them wrap their heads around it or teach them how to go into battle because that's how i see it is it's just another battle we're going into and um and i have yes. uh, believe me an enormous amount of empathy i truly do but i do often think back on the people who who make life harder for us and shame us or hurt us or don't like our spirits. And I think, you know, just wait. My mom used to say, you know, be very, very careful of the lessons that are sent to you in this lifetime, because if you don't learn them the first time, they're coming back bigger. And sometimes oh, the yeah. lesson is that Until kid you like you. You know, you might have been, and it, and it's painful to hear this as a kid with a disability because I know I heard it all my life and I hated it. I was like, yeah. I don't want to be everyone's lesson, but yeah. unfortunately we are. You know, we are everyone's maybe first yeah. lesson because we have these things when we were kids, you know, and the people around us learn from it. They learn empathy, they learn caring, they learn uh, struggle, they learn survival. And, and we, our life experience really truly is a gift to those around us if they are smart enough to pay attention. Yes. And I I I definitely agree with you in that sense for sure. And um, you know, growing up so at a young age, you know, dealing with disability, dealing with so many limitations, yeah. it does get tiring. It like why yeah. do I gotta be that example? And growing up it's like I'm grateful that God that God has given me this life. Like I'm grateful because I see it as man Domo, you must be that strong to where God saw that you can deal with something that that a 90% of the world oh, yeah. will lose it. If You're they right. My mom used to say that. She used to say God will never give you a card you can't play. Oh, he knows you can handle it. Yes. And I remember asking her when I was a little girl, why me? In this huge family of kids, why me? And I will never forget how she pulled me into her arms and said, because you were the one with the spirit to beat it. And I'll never forget that because my mom died young. She died um, 30 years ago now. And my dad died six years after her. So I've gone through all the years that you're in right now, all that, all those things alone, you yeah. know, without my parents, um, you know, going through cancer and all that stuff without them in the world. And thank God she gave me so much when I was a kid and reminded yeah, me tools, of that spirit. Yeah. And thank God for all the mentors along the way. And thank God for all the people who, who did care and who were empathetic and who did open up and my dream and the reason I speak up and the reason I share my story, not only because I want to change an industry that informs the world how to think, our industry shows the world who to accept, who to honor, who to respect. They show the world how, you know, the world's children are learning from TV and film. So we're training the next generations yeah. of humanity on how to treat people. And my dream is to go the next kids to come into this world kids with disabilities 
and be treated just equally fair fair you know yes yeah. <laughs> just exactly. fair fair you know even with all the movements that happened over the last couple of years the it's time me too um the women's movement the black lives matter movement all of them in each one of these movements i would connect to the people that were speaking up and out about it and ask them to just please include the people with disabilities within their community and i got i got crap for that and i'm like what but they're in every community they're 20% of women and as a matter of fact they're the women who are most targeted by predators the women with disabilities and and in the right. black community the the people with disabilities i don't need to tell you you know this it's like a triple whammy of be a woman with a disability in 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 that community it's like so why wouldn't you also include in your community the people with disabilities in every community right so so i was always reaching out you know with the women's movement saying will you please you've included every kind of diversity on your t-shirt but you left out disability come on come on now yes. don't leave out the people oh. that are left out the most yeah. come on in every community in yeah. every group in every a uh, thing that they call diversity in entertainment they they've left out disability until in the last couple of years and me and some of my friends used to show up at all their diversity panels and we'd be like hey you haven't heard you say a word about disability inclusion <laughs> right so we keep speaking up That's about it because true. you know what if we had a world where any kid with a disability was welcome in their own community and that's within the disabled community too because there's been a lot of discrimination within our own ranks where someone's like well i'm more disabled than you are and no well that person's walking well it doesn't matter they're walking in pain or they're fighting for their life or they've got a disease owns you know no one should be judging anyone on their on their level of challenge or their level of uh diversity or disability we should just be creating a world where everyone's included everyone's equal and the only thing we're mm -hmm. judged upon is our skills talent and whether or not we're doing good in the world or not judge people yep they're adding true. to others life experiences or taking away from it judge them right there yeah period and that's it and that and that that what that does is that sees everybody mm -hmm. on the same everybody level. regardless of gender race disability religion anything it's like are you adding to people's life experience around you are you adding joy to the world are you adding talent skill craft to the world or are you taking taking away taking away taking away if we could divide right there wouldn't that be the most brilliant world to live in doesn't that make sense it's like yeah. what are you adding yeah. to the life experience of the of of the people around you in your community in your world what are you bringing to the table and therefore if we cleared everybody's path and just were open to what they had to offer i just feel like it would just be so, such a wonderful place to live everybody would be like hey what have you got to bring to the table yeah. what are you bringing to the equation you know we do that when we make our disability inclusion films we bring in all kinds of people with disabilities without and we literally say this is our goal this is what we're trying to do who can bring what yeah because we're 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 already we're already looked at we already have a disadvantage because we're already automatically exactly. looked at as if we can't yeah. do just by how we we don't even have to say anything yet we're already looked at as if we can't do and i feel like mm -hmm. if that is taken away and we actually are able to to show people who we are as a person our abilities um our talents our gifts there would be so much yes there would be so much yes yeah, so much strength world. and you know like listening to you I, you know yeah. even the very first time we talked it was like almost an instant um ah uh, if that makes sense cuz i could hear in your voice i could hear yeah. that spirit and that that brain working and that 
that creativity i can hear it in your voice and i was like yes because there's so much strength in it and that strength is what the world needs now they don't even know what they need they need strength and the strength to come from those who've been challenged yeah you don't put an yes. athlete on a pro football team who's never yeah. lifted a weight. I your biggest exactly. battle bring in your that, warriors, you know. Yeah. And and you have to here's the thing, you can't you can't have amateur strength, meaning yeah. like it's only temporary or when it's needed. It's needed all the time through the good and bad. When we're yeah. when we have great days, yeah. we still need our strength. Yeah. When we got worse days, we still need our strength. And from yes. that, that's what. And also, aren't you a master problem solver? Like when you look at someone else's yeah. life that has way many more assets or gifts or easy things than you do, and then they have a challenge that's really breaking their spirit, don't you often sit there and think, "Well, that's an easy fix. Let me help you." Am I wrong about that? We've had to navigate no. so much. I've had to navigate so much that most people's problems that are killing their spirit and soul look pretty easy to me. Therefore, I can help you. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you have that kind of strength, that kind of warrior strength and that kind of experience it it's easy to help other people navigate their first challenges or the ones that feel overwhelming to them because we've been through so much more and it's another reason why i feel like people like you need to be um in positions where people can look to you turn to you ask you what would you do in this situation because i'll bet you got an answer because you're a survivor <laughs> you know much different you you put it in so much perspective because I didn't even think I didn't even think that way until you literally just mentioned um problem solving and I always thought like why are people coming to me to get advice because you're for strong the betterment and you have them, answers right <laughs> I never I'm like like yo do you know that I deal with like some crazy stuff like how do you feel like I can even, um, I can even answer your questions. Like I haven't even been with what you've been through, but I know, um, I know how to maneuver through it, right? And you just literally put it in so much perspective, like yep. because you fight every day. It don't matter if you're exactly. different from you're there. Fighting you every fight. single day, and you're navigating, and you're adjusting, and you're overcoming. You are adapting and adjusting every day of your life, just to just to move, just to keep going. And that's why so many people. Um, yeah. That's why so many people look at people with disabilities and say, "Wow, you're inspiring." And a lot of people with disabilities get offended by that word. I don't get offended by it, and I'll let let me tell you why. Because I know I've fought really hard. I know I've changed a lot of lives. I know I've changed an industry. I know that I've done things that most people are looking at saying, without a single challenge, I couldn't have done that. So how did you pull it off? And so, um, I don't yeah. care. If one person yeah. gets up from their crippling depression and moves forward one day because they heard my story, great. That's awesome. Yeah world again yeah. and if one kid has the courage to step out of um, a hospital or a challenge because they heard our stories then good we just changed the world again so I don't care if people want to yep. use the word inspiring that's great you know the word that's always been hard for me and I know the younger generations do not like to hear this and I gotta explain my perspective when I was a kid you didn't want that word disability tied to you because it meant you can't do something yes. you're not able and that's what it meant and and unfortunately yep. as much as everyone wants to change the meaning out there in the world today the people who don't have disabilities still hear that word and think you're not able they think that you can't do anything yes like I've had a lot of people hear the word you know hear 
about me or read about me and then they they google and they find the word disabled and then they see me up and moving and they're like wait and it's like okay so understand that disability means you have a challenge that alters your everyday functioning or you're pain or you're fighting for your life or you have yes. literally life and death medical uh concerns to deal with on a daily basis it doesn't necessarily mean um one thing it's anything it's a lot of things you know you could be deaf you could be blind yeah. you could have be missing organs as i am you could be dealing with you know spinal cord injury like i am and still be walking there's there's a lot of challenges out there you know a lot of differences i don't want anybody but because true. of that yeah um you know the, that word they'll think i can't do something and i'm like look let me tell you something i am more able than almost any female i know in my age range across the board so therefore the word doesn't really work for yeah. me you know because i could i know that i if i had gone in a different direction i could be running a company i could probably be running a studio if i'd gone in a different direction i anything i put my mind to right, right. and and make it happen i know that and so but i have to deal with this body this physical body is what i have to deal with um but i don't want anybody to be thinking i'm not able to do something yes that's very true and i'm glad that you brought that up because um you're like like i said at the beginning you are a mogul like you're you're a mogul right now and um just the fact that you've been through all this and not only have you been through all this you worked at netflix cbs fox hbo like you've been on numerous tv shows you like you you've been there so what is that what is because we all know like the film and um tv industry is is very harsh what is that like first of all what made you tell you that that really film and tv came my way and something i chose it's just something that i said okay god if this is where you're going to keep sending me um i was an artist i went to college in an art scholarship because those years sitting in a wheelchair i learned how to do artwork and uh, you know that's how i got through so i i wow. did a lot of artwork i still fought really hard i wanted to be a cheerleader i did get to do that and then the surgeries you know in high school i started having to have surgeries on my feet and ankles and stuff and that kind of derailed my cheerleading career but um <laughs> yeah uh, and at the time it was so heartbreaking but yeah, it yeah. happens um but then i went off of i had an art scholarship and i was planning on becoming a fashion designer and then things just kept uh getting in the way and I moved to Atlanta and I started getting approached to do modeling. And so I did a few modeling things. One was for wedding dresses and a, a few things like that and then I had a early on a weird experience <laughs> with a photographer that I will never forget and creeped me out and I'm you know I'm a mm -hmm. kid who fights I'm a fighter I mean it's like good luck trying to ever you know harm me in in some way because I'm I'm really a fighter I had six brothers I had to stand up for myself a lot in school so so needless to say the situation with the photographer right. I put an end to like rapidly and got the hell out of there but um because of that experience I said you know what if I'm going to do this kind of work whatever that is modeling at the time I'm going to study the industry so I know what I'm getting myself into I'm not going to be some predator right so I started taking yeah. classes at Alliance Theater School and I started taking commercial classes at, at privately in Atlanta and you know I I was doing things like musicals um at my community church which was we would have massive audiences 2000 people would pack a church you know we we would we had huge events um and i would play, you know playing cinderella while i was having my legs rebuilt you know and i'd have construction boots <laughs> um you know, I, fun thing where i had to you know wow. i had to sashay up to the stage but i couldn't go up the steps and under my long gown i had construction boots and i couldn't literally walk up the steps so they had the guy who was playing the gaston character reach down and literally 
take me by the waist and spin me through the air and set me on the top step because I couldn't go walk up steps. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then I had so wow. much fun performing and, and the response was so positive. So I just kept going. And, you know, at one point at Alliance Theater School, I had this wonderful teacher and I just was having so much fun learning how to be an actor. And then um, I had to have my left leg completely rebuilt. Um, ankle and joint and they were saying it was going to be at least a year recovery mm. at least they were going to rebuild the bones fuse the joints uh, rebuild the achilles and that's a massive amount of surgery and uh so i went to the teacher and i said you know maybe i'm choosing the wrong career you know maybe i shouldn't be doing this and i was still in my early 20s then and and she said to me the words that probably formed my future she said eileen i teach a lot of actors and to many of them with this challenge, I would say, yeah, you better go find another career, go do something else, but not you. Really? She goes, no, you're really talented. Mm. This is something you need to do. And so I went and had my big massive surgery. I ended up with a back in a wheelchair with a cast up to my hip that had a handle on it. My doctors wouldn't even let me get up on crutches for eight months after that one. Cause so much bone work and so much work. And, um, and during that time in my wheelchair, I went to classes. I, that's when I started studying or working with a casting director who was like, there were only two casting directors in Atlanta back then. It was, it was um, Shay Griffin and Don Slayton. And I worked for Don Slayton casting commercials. And, um, and you know, I, I went in, I would always go to my classes in my wheelchair and do everything I could. I never stopped going. And, the, every time, yeah. Every time life got so challenging that I thought I was going to have to quit this career, something would happen to keep me in it. And so I, you know, I couldn't help but sitting there thinking, you mm -hmm. know, a couple years into all of that, I had to. I moved to New York City, and it was there that I had the kind of training that made me realize that every single thing I've been through in my life would be like a trophy on my shelf. It would be mm. the fuel for my career as an actor. It was like the treasure box. Every challenge became gold on my shelf, if that makes sense. Because those, so you put it into your characters and wow. into your art. And this is what is explosive. This is passion. This is what makes people feel when they're hearing you and they're watching you. And, you know, Martin Landau, when I was at the, you know, I trained and got into the actor's studio and I had some of the best coaches in the world. But Martin Landau said to me, you know, you're sitting on a volcano. And, and it's so exciting to watch. And I was like, yeah. yes, I am sitting on a volcano. Let me tell you something. <laughs> and, um, and he said, because of your life experience and your ability to use it, you have the potential to be one of the greatest actresses of our time. And when I was moved to tears by him saying that, and he said, no, no, I'm not telling you this to make you feel good. I'm telling you so that you don't quit. Yeah. Do not give up. Do not let them stop you. And, you know, here's this multi-academy award winner Who's a, who's, who was a mentor to so many of us telling me this and wh how am I going to not listen to that? How, through the years when I couldn't get in the doors right. in this industry, I kept thinking of everything the people at the actor's studio were telling me. These are the best actors in the industry. These are the strongest character actors, the ones with all the guts and juice and the, and the fire to bring to the screen. And, and so I learned so much from them. You know, to answer your question, I was drawn into this industry and every time I tried to leave, I couldn't. And every time yeah. I thought about giving up, which I thought about many yeah. times, but every time I did, it would break my heart. It would make me yeah. so sad. And I knew that if I went away and just did something else, like people still to this day tell me, why don't you just quit and go work at Starbucks and get health insurance? And why don't you just quit, quit, quit? I hear it all the time from people who eat well, from people who don't. And I'm like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. give up now. Are you kidding me? I gave up the youth of my life to fight for this. I'm not giving up now. I'm going at it until I drop dead. And there's for it that's bigger yep, exactly. than me. I would think I about those children. That. I, I don't have a hard time 
remembering what I went through as a five-year-old, as a six-year-old, as a seven-year-old, as a teenager. In my, mm-hmm. I don't rem, I don't forget a single event. I have not forgotten gotten a single bad event that happened. I have not forgotten the challenges that this town and industry put me through. I remember every person who is kind. I remember every challenge. But when I think back on that five-year-old, the reason I never quit fighting to change this industry and to open it up till the whole world sees what disability really looks like, the reason I don't give up or quit is because I don't want another five-year-old ever, ever to fight for their life and then get out of a hospital and have to face abuse because they now have battle scars. I don't want to see that happen. Yeah. Yep, I totally agree. That and and that that alone. Yes, for the for the next. Going. And yet, I still because you know I what that feels so like. Hard. I want to realize my dreams. I want to be in the position one day where I get to look at yep. ten different series options and decide which show I want to do. Why wouldn't yes. I get that? I have fought harder than anyone I know. I've worked yes. harder than any ten people together I know. I have trained harder and more hours. I have I have done everything I could in addition to doing everything I could to help everyone else I came across who was trying to go into this industry. Now, truth be told, some of the people I opened doors for shut them for me, which was not a fun experience either. But I still feel like I'm going to keep going because mm-hmm. one day someone bigger than me is going to open that door and say come in. I'm going to live my dreams and I'm going to one day oh, have yeah. that easier life where I can afford to do all the things I want to do and I can make the projects I write write constantly and I have so many projects in my computer from comedies to dramas sitcoms films everything and all of them will be all inclusive all inclusive and yes. I'm waiting still not waiting yes. working hard constantly but waiting for the day that someone who has the power to say yes come in does that and then i get to be a game changer for a whole lot of people and i intend to make that happen i'm going to live until i can do that yes. and i'm going to make it happen and i'm going to be so happy the day that i pick up that phone and call the people i know that have worked the hardest who have never been given a fair shot and not say come on you get to compete with 100,000 people who don't have disabilities not that to say to them you know what i'm calling to offer you a job because i know you've earned it because i've seen you work hard through the years because i know what you'll bring to the table i can't wait to pick up that phone and make all those offers That's what I dream for. I that's what I dream of. I have stories that'll change the world and I want to make I want to make jobs for people who've earned it. And that's that's beautiful that that despite despite that's your dream It is. I want to change this world. I really people. do. It's been my dream. I remember many years ago on probably one of my first interviews when someone says, "Well, what is it that you want the most? What do you, what do you really want?" And I was like, "Well, all I really want to do is change the world." <laughs> all I want to do. Yeah, that's like, it. That's really and so it. when I uh, so years later when I wrote my first blog for the Hollywood <laughs> Journal, um that's what I changed I t- entitled it, "All I want to do is change the world." And the reason I want to change the world is because it's dysfunctional and we're leaving about 20% of the population out of the game and we're yes. leaving out the 20% that are our cornerstones our yes. game changers and that's why things don't function well Mhm I definitely agree So let me ask you what is something that you can tell to someone that has a disability or you know a limitation and they just feel like you know what i don't know how to live with this what is something that you can tell them um okay from your experience with with the dis- with just kind of uh, learning how to work, live with the disability yes whether it be something that 
something that you've you've personally okay well i recently had this experience of somebody hearing me talk at something and asking if they could call me and and uh and i accepted because i knew something was wrong and it was a person who's newly facing a major disability and it came suddenly suddenly and it's very very hard for people to have a sudden impact disability so um as i listened to him speak i i realized um some what i needed to say to him because here's the reality my challenges have been mine went from being perfectly healthy kid to fighting for my life and paralyzed from the waist down and ever after the effects but that keeps changing throughout my life um you know because then comes cancer then you lose an organ then you lose this you mm-hmm. lose that you lose this you lose that and you keep fighting but every year that we're alive we lose a little bit more of something right and um so i i told him what i had to say to myself years ago which is eileen if you keep looking back at what you did have you're gonna go down you're going to be depressed, sad, suicidal. You know, if I looked back on everything I lost and everyone I lost in my past, I probably wouldn't be alive today. I I would have survived. So what I've had to do is look forward. And um what we have to do, what you have to do, what I have to do with with facing daily life with a disability is say, "Okay, here's what it is. It is what it is." I have to live with what I cannot change, but I can work hard at changing what I can change. And the only way I believe to keep living fully with a disability is to always say, "Okay, here's what's on my plate. What can I do with it?" and move forward. Like often I think people think of it as a look at all the things that are wrong with me. Well, what can I do with this? How can I how can i turn it into a power a strength you know like i've got to look at all the courage that comes from being a kid who faces something like you faced you know the courage that comes from a kid that faces what i faced there's a lot of courage there so that's my gift courage what's our other gift? strength strength certainly comes with it and you know what else mm-hmm. fearlessness there's a bit of fearlessness that comes with these mm-hmm. kids so you've got to look at what you have got and not look at what's missing now we all have our down days and i'm not saying don't express that and mourn over it express it to people who love you in spite of how you feel on any given day and surround yourself with the kind of people who appreciate your fire and your strength and your spirit and what it took for you to be here today you will find those people surround yourself with the people who honor what you've your battle and your battle scars and what you've come through and look forward always and say what else can i do with it years ago i spoke at a conference that i really did not know how i was going to encourage and inspire this crowd because they were living are living with a kind of disability that no one can see but it can kill them any moment and it's because they have um recurring aneurysms that can strike at any time and kill them and it's a and it's a it's a i forgot the name of the 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 disorder but it's like where your your brain has all these little knots in it and you could at any time have one bust and kill you so these are patients living in fear constantly of death And so I went to this conference across the country that they brought me to and I was like why do they want me to speak? But it was somebody who'd heard me speak at some at the Children's Rare Disease Network and that's why she brought me out this wonderful woman named Pam Mace. And she said just sit and listen for a while you'll know what to do. And so I sat and listened to their conference and I listened to the doctors and I listened to the fear in the patients and I got up and I said you know what? What if today's your last day? What if today is your last day on the planet? Are you going to live in fear or are you going to say this is my last day? What can I do with it? 
Let me reach out to the people I love. Let me go do the things I wanted to do because this is my last day. And then if you wake up the next day and you're like, wait, hey, I'm still here. I got another day. What am I going to do with it? Let me go see what I can do with this day. And I said to them, if it's me facing my life, which I am every day, I also have a genetic cancer syndrome. So every day I got to think about what's, what's coming to take me out. Maybe it's not coming. I'm fighting every day to make sure that doesn't happen. But I'll be damned if I'm going to live in fear of the day it does. I'm not going to live that way. Do I have moments of fear? Yes, I do. But I'm going to make the most of every minute I still have left on this planet until it's time for me to fly. And I'm not going to look back from my deathbed and say, Oh, mm-hmm. why did I sit here in fear of dying for the last 20 years? You know, what if you're going to live another 20 years with that threat of dying over your head? You know, me, I, I, I could live 10 more years or I could live 50 more years with my spirit. Lord knows I'll probably live to be 140 laughing my way all the way home. You know, so no, when I look back on life, the kids that were the strongest yeah. and the healthiest and the prettiest in high school are dead now. I'm still alive. And so are you. And so we don't know. And therefore, don't live your life like you're dying. Don't live in fear that tomorrow's your last day. Fine, accept that it's your last day and go live. Jump off a cliff if you want to. I'm with wings. But (laughs) go go do whatever it is Mm -hmm. you want to do. You know, dive into whatever it is that you dream of because you've got to make the most of what you've got left. That's what I would tell anyone with a disability. You know what? You don't know what your time frame is. You don't know how much time you have. What is it that you most want to do? Go do it tomorrow. Go do it today. Do everything Mm -hmm. you've got. No fear. What is there to fear? You're going to tomorrow. What have you got to fear? Nothing. Keep going. Right. You know, and, and thank God for every day that you wake up. So, okay, I get another day. Let's see what we can do with it. Mm-hmm. But definitely don't sit in depression and exactly. wait for your end. That's not the way to go. I mean, your end is coming for everyone one way or another. We don't know if it's tomorrow, next week, next month. My mom told me that when I was a little kid. She said, you know, all these kids who give you a hard time and beat you up at school and make fun of you. Any one of them could walk out in front of a bus tomorrow and be in worse shape than you. Any one of them. That's what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. But see, mm-hmm. we get Very hit true. by a bus. Chances are we're getting Very up true. again. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're just like eh, another like thing. God. Okay, let me get up ball. and keep going. And that's what I would tell anyone to do with a disability. Find out what matters to you and go for it with everything you've got. I I definitely love that and you definitely um you've definitely given some good nuggets good 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 nuggets um key nuggets and again I definitely thank you for being a guest on the show taking your time out um I I love this conversation it's it was very insightful not just for the people that are listening but to me as well um I'm a sponge. I don't know everything. So, and I love hearing stories um, of diversity in our community of other people. I love hearing experiences, what what people deal with, how they deal with it, um, their perspective on life. And I think that you have a great perspective on life. And oh, I can't you. wait till people catch on to that. Um uh, I can't yes. wait, and I'm and I'm super yes, excited. Yes, I love your spirit you. too. You and I'm listening to you, and Definitely I'm like, so. oh, I'm so glad she's doing a podcast. I'm so glad you're interviewing all these wonderful people, and I know you you're going to be hitting some of my friends soon and hear their perspective. Thank you for doing that. Yes, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm like I tell everybody, I'm I'm new at this. I literally just started two months ago. But my whole goal is to get yes, our story we are. out there, how we yes. break the stigma. That's because true. We're we are. 
but people yes, don't even know that are, it. They just we don't are know. shifting it. I'm yes, gonna be that ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Make sure you check out my article, Bring in the know. Game Changers, on Strive yes. Magazine. It's yes. easy to Google and find it. But my goal is to make people realize we are not the weaker, we are the stronger. And never misunderstand that. We are the stronger. And when it comes down Period. to survival, the people you think are the weakest are going to be the ones there in the end, rising up. Their spirits will rise. And so you want to know us. You yes. want to know the survivors. You, you yes. do want to want to know the people who know how to survive. That's a fact. Yes, that's very true. Please check out. Please What's check out the big question? And I just want to know, are you ready for the question? All right. Here it is. What's something that you tried? Something I've that tried you that never, I will never, try never again. try again. All right. I'm just going to say the first thing that popped in my head. Yes. And, and you know, they never they say never say never, but I'm okay. going to say never right now. Never again am I ever trying another <laughs> surgery to fix anything. I'm done. I've had so many surgeries that now I wish I could go back to my youngest years and say no, never to any of them. Any of them. So I'm going to say never say never to surgery ever again Damn for me no. because I'm just None. done with that. <laughs> that's that's my never say never. And I've got one more never never that I've honored all my life someone on purpose don't just don't harm people okay go ahead go ahead harm, don't harm anyone just don't do it don't you know i understand yes. defending yourself with someone's harming you but don't don't cause don't harm, harm and don't make people's lives harder that's a that's a never for me even when i want to harm someone i just put it into my writing i write it into a story but don't harm people life is hard enough for everyone everyone that's yeah Yes, I love that. I love that. Don't harm people. <laughs> and she ain't never having surgery done. ever again. Tapped out. Sick of it. Done and done. Done and done. Ms. Ali, thank you again so much for being on yes, the show. I definitely appreciate it. You already know we're friends for life. Please, everyone, take these nuggets that Ms. Eileen has definitely give, um, given out. I'm taking them. Ain't nobody too great to take them. Whether you 12 or 92, take these because they, they, they're going to go far. And watch out because she's going to be That's on right. the show. She's going to be on a, owning a whole production company. And hey, I, I'm not going to forget be, about I just, you. I just want to be in the scene. Sure. I just want to be in the number. Don't I forget think about you're it. you're amazing. And I'm loving everything you're Don't doing. Forget. And thank you for finding all my yes, great, strong, yes, yes. wonderful amazing people and getting them on your show appreciate that yes you are definitely welcome and i cannot wait to interview all of them you are listening to don't let the disability fool you i'm your host domo jones 